ready to create the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. We've done it ourselves after leaving careers in law and clinical practice. Like many other professional women, we wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our growing families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other ambitious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. We love audiobooks and we suspect that you do too. Because you're a Soulful MBA listener, you can get an audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial over at audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba for your free audiobook. Welcome to the Soulful MBA podcast, episode 115. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery, as well as our guest for today, Emily Hirsch. Emily is an industry-leading Facebook ads and sales funnel strategist. She works with high-profile entrepreneurs to help them grow their businesses online. In less than three years, Emily has expanded her business from a single client into a multi-million dollar agency with over 20 people on her team. This is no small feat. Today, Emily works with some of the biggest names in online business, from life coaches to fitness experts to internet celebrities. She and her team work with business owners to help them take the fear and overwhelm out of marketing and make even the most complicated launches feel stress-free. When Emily isn't growing her online empire, you can find her traveling the world with her family or playing in the park with her two young children. All right, I think you're going to love this conversation. Emily is a powerhouse. She talks a lot about work-life balance in addition to the intensity that has gone into growing this empire she's built in the last few years. So let's go ahead and dive on in. So thank you and welcome, Emily, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So why don't we start by having you just give us the 30,000 foot view of who you are and how you came into this online business space? Yeah. So I've had my business for about three and a half years. Um, I actually started out just as a virtual assistant that long ago. So it's grown really fast, really quickly. And my motivation was because I was pregnant with my son. I was young and pregnant. And I fell into this online world and started doing Facebook ads for those clients. Loved it. Was like eating up all the knowledge, listening to all the podcasts, taking the courses, then started doing Facebook ads for just those clients myself. I was doing everything and then started building a team. And so in the last year and a half, I've really built my marketing team, my agency. I've got 24 people now um, who work for me on my team and we've got over 60 clients. So it's grown really fast, but been really fun. Oh, that's great. And how did you teach yourself how to do Facebook ads? Did you take a course? Did you like what led you into that particular field? Yeah. So I definitely took a lot of courses. I listened to a lot of podcasts and then honestly experience. So my husband and I actually have a membership site that's just he's a kettlebell instructor. And so we put a lot of his content online and we started that membership site. And so I was able to kind of play and do Facebook ads for that company. And then obviously like started doing it for clients. And I think that's the biggest thing for me in marketing is, is trying things. And I think that's one of the things that 
we have an advantage now because we have over 60 clients. So we can take that experience and then someone comes in and we we know exactly what to do because it's like a shortcut. And so experience has been huge because you never know if something's going to work in marketing and you just have to go and try it. And the worst that's going to happen is you waste $20. But yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think that's absolutely right. I think that so many people dive into paid marketing and think if it doesn't work right away, then it didn't work for them and then they quit. And I've learned and I I know that you also have the same experience that you have to play with it and there's a lot of trial and error involved. And so I think that's really smart. Yeah, totally. So Emily, I would love to take you back a few years and and learn more about your wellness business. That's where you started. That's where you you just said you figured out Facebook ads. Can you, just because our audience is mainly in wellness, can you describe uh, what that is and if it's still going and how you run it? Yeah. So my husband and I actually met, he was my kettlebell instructor in the gym. So he's like a kettlebell expert. Um, if you don't know what those are, like the ball with the handle. Swing it CrossFit around. uses them a lot, but we're not yeah. CrossFit. So he, he was a personal trainer. And so we, like maybe four and a half years ago, we were approached and someone was like, you really should put this into content that like mass people could use, right? Because that's the dream, not having to trade hours for dollars. And that's what he was currently doing. And he's really great at the content. So we actually like initially partnered with two people who were good at the marketing and they were going to help us with the video editing and all that. And so I came into it just as like I could organize people and do operations and like be the virtual assistant. And I was just his wife, right? So I could help. And I ended up really taking over the marketing and learning the marketing. And I got to just try a lot of new things because it, it didn't matter. We It's a membership site for $14 or $15 a month. And he basically, we got like daily workouts and lessons on the kettlebells. And, and we've got an app, like all these things. And it's great content. And yes, it is still there. We've got like over 500 members. Um, it definitely doesn't get my attention like it used to because then my business took off and I'm the really the entrepreneur. He's very much like content creator and, and he could just create content all day, but he needs that like business person in here or, and somebody driving the marketing. So my team does still run the ads for that business. And that's kind of what happened over time is, is he became a client. But it did allow me like with that business, I learned so much in the digital space from from the ads to the funnels to just like how to build an online business. It was a whole new world at that point for me because I don't even think I knew it was possible to be able to reach that many people. And and then once my eyes were open to it and then open to everybody else doing it that I could support, it was it wasn't, you know, life changing, honestly, because it built my whole business. Mm hmm. And are those clients in that membership site all over the world? Or are they predominantly in the United States? All over the world. I mean, we even have people who barely speak English in there and they just read, read through the workouts like all over. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think that that is such a dream for so many people. We only we have clients that have that many clients themselves, but not a lot. So I think that that's like the holy grail of this of this online wellness business is to have hundreds and hundreds of clients from all over the world who are just coming into the site at their own time, at their own convenience to, you know, participate. Does your husband, does he add content daily? So is there new workouts every day? No. So we did a huge batch of recording last year. So we've done it twice. And so there's like so many workouts in there that we do have a daily workout, but they're able to be really repurposed. So we don't have to add yeah, new workouts every day because it would get a lot. There's, there's about 150 workouts that we have in there and we just have them on a cycle. And most people like don't do the workout every day. So it's, they right. rarely repeat it. And if, yeah. and if they recognize one from four months ago, doesn't right. matter. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So Emily, what was it like when you were doing that work? When did you realize, oh my God, I could do a whole other business just on Facebook ads? Like how did that evolve in your mind? Yeah. So it just really like started happening. So I worked in that business for a while, then got pregnant. And then I was actually just a nanny at the time. I was a nanny and then got pregnant. Then I started taking on clients as a virtual assistant. And I found like, I think it was called Elance and now it's Upwork. And that's how I found my first couple of clients. And so I was doing at the same time, like helping with that business and working with my virtual assistant clients. And then that just like started growing. And I just threw myself into that because that's kind of my personality is like, okay, yeah, I can do everything and I'll go learn that platform and I'll learn how to do entreport. And so by the end of like a year of that, I knew every single platform there was like I was super valuable. I could charge like $50 an hour at that time because I knew so much and then started doing Facebook ads for those clients in that year. And it's funny because like I shouldn't probably like I I mean I didn't have like they're paying me like what twenty five dollars thirty dollars and it's funny that they even like didn't go to an agency but they didn't so they just wanted someone to try it as a virtual assistant and I was getting really good results so I get like fifty cent leads like really you know amazing and and I was just super attracted to it and just started learning more about it and then that's when I just started changing slowly over like this is all I want to do is Facebook ads. And then each time I would, you know, decide to build a team, it was because, okay, I'm maxed out. And I knew, okay, I want to keep growing. Like I'm an entrepreneur and I just want to keep growing my business. And I kept seeing the possibilities as I grew. And so then I knew, okay, I had to grow a team. And that's when I started building the team so that I could pull myself out of it. And that's been, yeah, a very fun journey over the last year Mm -hmm. and a half. It's like all I focused on. Um, But that's kind of the path that I went on. I think what's so amazing about anyone who does Facebook ads or figures it out, figures out the, the magic formula for Facebook ads, what's so amazing to me is that it's not just like run an ad. It's like you have to write the copy. You have to make a beautiful image that appeals to that audience. You got to know the audience. You got to figure out the strategy and you have to figure out Facebook ads. So in the beginning, were you doing all of that? Were you putting the creative and the copy together for the ads? Yeah, I was. I was even writing the copy, which I I can be a good copywriter, but it takes me a long time. But now I have experts doing it, which I should have probably done sooner. But in the beginning, yeah, I was doing I was doing it all, picking out the images, making the images in like Canva because I don't know Photoshop, and then writing the copy and and doing mm-hmm. all the ads. Yeah, and so. So then to decide to build a team, like that's a whole other level of business. Who was your first hire? It was just a virtual assistant, which I think a lot, that's what most people, I was just talking to somebody about who does that too. It's like, just hire the virtual assistant. They can do everything. They don't have a job title. So it was a virtual assistant. And I just hired someone to come and help me. Like, I think I thought in the beginning that I could just hire them and just train them exactly what I needed them to do. And that was my mistake is because I would just hire someone and be like, I'm so busy, like, just watch me do what I do and then learn. And it was hard. Like my first couple of hires were really hard. And honestly, my very first ad, like person who turned into an ads manager had no ad experience. And I trained her everything, like all the strategies, how we set up ads, everything, how to do ads. I did hire a copywriter next was my second one to bring in somebody to do the copy because that saved me so much time and up my level of service. But then over time, I realized like, oh, duh, I should be hiring experts in Facebook ads so I don't have to do so much training. And they come in and they already have this like wealth of knowledge. And then I just train them on my processes and how we do it for clients. But they have three, five years of experience in marketing, in doing Facebook ads, working for agencies. And so that was a game changer when I figured that out. I think I thought I couldn't afford it for a while, which is probably true. But yeah, as soon as I figured that out, it got a lot easier. 
Because, yeah, if anyone just knows Facebook Ad Manager, like, hired, right? Because if they know the way around it, it's a huge plus. So tell us, like, I'm so fascinated by you, Emily, because I think you're like 23 years old or something, right? 24? Yeah, I just turned 24. <laughs> Which is insane that you've built this huge company that is doing remarkable things. And full disclosure, we found you because of your podcast. And we listened to, we binged both of us. And he's like, you have to listen to her. And we binge listened to whatever, like right from the start, I think there's only three or four episodes out there. And we just listened to it. And we knew that we wanted to hire you because of your confidence, because of you had this process. You explained the Hirsch process. And I kind of love your business model because what you guys do is so complicated and hard for the average person to figure out. And here you are on your podcast, just (laughs) saying it all. Here's my process. Here's the steps. Here's what you need to do. But nobody can do it because there's so many components to it. You're not holding back and hiding anything. So I kind of love that you're like, here's what you need to do, people. Oh, wait, you can't do it. Come hire me. It's it's sort of a beautiful, (laughs) beautiful thing. So when did you start to really realize that, oh my God, this could be a really big company? I I would say it was like a year and a half ago when I started building my team and I realized the need. There's a huge need for marketing help, like every business, right, needs to be able to market and grow. And there's a huge gap in the service that's being offered out there. And so what happened was, like I was good at what I was doing. But not only that is like I cared a lot about my clients. And so they got results and they had good communication and they felt like that relationship. Whereas a lot of experiences with marketing agencies and companies or even people is they get super overloaded. You get forgotten about. New strategies don't get tried. Communication doesn't happen. Like there's just so many horror stories. And so the need was huge. So I knew if I could figure out how to continually offer this amazing service and get people results that it would just grow really fast because everybody needs marketing in this space. And there's now I I have the biggest marketing company in the influencer space for sure. And that's because of the service. Like it's because of the referrals and what people go out and say about us. And it's because I continually also held like my reputation is everything to me, like everything. So that's what I realized the need and then the gap in the service being offered and that if I could close that and offer that great service that people were after, I knew I could get huge. Yeah, because as clients, Jenny, let me know if you agree with this, but I absolutely feel like our two, the two women on our team from, from your team, Adisa and Maria, are like part of our company. And I think that's what you're going for. And if you ever changed, like if you took them off our account or something, you'd be getting a phone call from me. Like I feel like they are absolutely invested in what we are doing collectively, like together. We are not just an account to them. And I really, really do feel that. And I don't know what you've done to this team. Like I've never worked with people that work so fast. Like they instantly things are done. And we're like, maybe we should do this. And then Adisa's like, it's done. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I don't even understand how the communication happens with your team. Like Jenny and I can't even keep up. Like she's asking for things. And we're like, oh my God, we haven't done that yet. Like we just thought about it about 10 minutes ago. Like, why is it already done? Right, Jenny? Yeah, I, I would say we uh, our MO is that we don't like to hire anybody, especially outside of our company, because We've had we've been burned like most most businesses at this point in the space and like nobody cares as much as we do. We're the founders. We care deeply. We've actually spoken a lot. We've spoken out publicly quite a bit about like why you shouldn't hire a virtual assistant or a virtual team and the dangers of that. And we have a team, but it's um, it's people who are really invested 
in our company. Like we we don't do a lot of one-off projects. And th- this experience is so different that it's actually changing my mind about that. It, it's not that you shouldn't make those kinds of hires or bring on work with those kinds of partners. It's that, that you really have to choose the right people. And so thank you for creating a team that allows us to have a positive experience like this, but also like, how did you do that? Because this is, how did, how do you find the right people? Like, what is your hiring process that makes that like you say how much you care, but also we're we're experiencing the care from your, from your team members. And so how do you hire for that? Where do you find such smart people? They're so smart. They're really smart. So so I do. Yeah. I mean, and I think that like I said, that's how I've closed the gap is like created that. And I think that's the big thing that most agencies have not been able to accomplish. So I do a lot. Like first, my culture on my team, I have attracted really high performers. And so like they are never happy unless their work is really good. And like if if a client account is not converting, I don't even have to like they're losing sleep over it. Like because that's the culture and the expectation. And if you're not doing that, like you just don't fit in. And so we do things like daily huddle and regular meetings and just sharing wins and how clients are doing and and being there to support them because we are all virtual, which people ask me all the time, like, how do you have 24 people that are all virtual? And like, how do you know that they're still working? And I'm like, well, because they'd be, you know, I know in a day if they weren't getting their work done. And then I like as far as the communication, I also know my client because I am my client. I am that entrepreneur who wants things done tomorrow and wants the results and wants the communication. And so we've just set the expectations of like, you know, if you, and, and we I've seen it happen too, where if, if you don't communicate quickly and get things done quickly with clients, like you two are more relaxed, like than than a lot of people like will want it done tomorrow. Like people, cause I'm like that. I'm like new idea until I fix this or I do this, it's broken and I just want it done tomorrow. And so I know that person. And so I was able to, you know, set the expectation. And then as far as hiring, I have a super in-depth hiring process. So I'll go over that like bird's eye view. So first of all, just getting interviewed is a process. So we post, we're always hiring ads managers. Like we are going through probably 25, 30 plus resumes a week for my ads managers who are like the people doing the day-to-day work. So that's Adisa on your account. She's doing all the loading of the ads, the daily tracking, like everything. And if I don't have enough of those, I can't take on more clients. So we're always bringing them in and training them. So we post on all sorts of sites. And the key is that I look for people with experience in digital marketing and in Facebook ads. And then I can train them like the Hirsch process and I can train them how we think, but I need them to be able to like make decisions and be an initiative taker. Like that's what I look for. So they do an initial hire. They then take a test that I created. That's um, not like an answer key test. It's really because I'm trying to see how they think. So I'm I'm showing them like, here's um, some pages and stats on a funnel. Like what would you do differently about this based on stats or load that they load an ad. It takes them like one to two hours when we're, and they don't get paid for it. It's like, this is what you do to get to your second interview. So they take that test, we review the test, and then we'll either pass them on, they do a second interview from there. And then if they're hired, they get an offer letter. And 
in my training for them is 90 days of training. And that's part of it too, is I don't throw people into client accounts until I'm really confident that they can handle that. So my I basically created what's like a course that people go through. It has like hundreds of videos, 27 page workbook with all these questions. It took me forever to make this and we continually refine it because that's also the thing is marketing is always changing. So we're always having to update our training. But they go through that training. In the first 30 days, they have a daily call with who they report to because I'm keeping them super accountable. I honestly have people come in. This just happened. I'll have people come in. We hire them as an ads manager and they'll quit in the first week because they're like, it's too much accountability, basically. Like I can't, I don't want to do all these meetings and like, it's not too many meetings. It's just accountability. Like you, you don't fit in unless you have this like high performance personality. So they have a daily call for the first 30 days. We, what I've done is like they're set up for success, which is what I failed on in the beginning of building my team. But now expectations are super clear where they have to be in the first week, second week, third, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days to be able to like level up is very clear, very out in the open. Their daily call, like they can't slack because they can't, you know, if there's any red flags that they're not getting important components, like we know in the first two weeks before they even touch a client account. And so we do have like 40 to 50% of the people we hire as an ads manager, like don't make it. And that's an investment for me as a business. But that that expectation is how as a client, then you get the best people because I've weeded out the bad people through our process. Hmm, that's so fascinating. I love that you do daily calls. So is that with all the whole team, like 24 of you? So we have a daily huddle. Yeah, with all of us. Um, it's like 15 minutes. We do a quick like it's it's more culture building. So we have a daily. Also, we, I basically have three mini ads teams. So there's like a senior strategist and they man as ad managers. They also do their own huddle. That's more client focused. That's 30 minutes. Then we have our all team huddle. That's more like any updates, things I need to know, or I need to tell the team. We do a who's caught being awesome, which is everyone's like favorite part. It's like everybody shouts each other out. Um, so that's more culture building. That's like 15 minutes. But then if there's an update that I need to tell the whole team or something that I thought of that I'm like, hey, make sure we're doing this on you know ads, because it's been hard for me to pull back like as I've grown my team and not necessarily know everything in a client account. And I had to realize like even a month ago, I, I was on a call with my director of operations and I was like, I'm causing overwhelm by asking people how everything's going in these accounts because they're doing their thing and I need to trust that. And so the huddle has allowed it to be like, what does Emily need to know? Hmm. And are you just figuring this out as you go? Or do you have like a coach or an advisor or a mentor sort of helping you build this structure in? A little bit of both. So I've worked with Alex Sharfin, who I you know can't say enough amazing things about the last year. So he's helped me with a lot and we've implemented a lot of his, like the daily huddle is something that he really teaches. So we've implemented that. Um, I've done some one-on-one consulting days with him, which is how we customize like my ads manager training. But now what's happened is wor- working with him has changed my mindset and how I look at teams. And so I see everything as a process. Like if something breaks or a client isn't happy or something happens, it's a process that's broken. And so I just go fix that process because that's going to happen. Like perfect businesses don't exist. And that mindset change for me has allowed me to problem solve and and build my team like crazy. And not take it personally that it's like a failing of Emily. Like I didn't know that or I made a mistake. Right. Or, and not even blaming, you know, the team. Sometimes it could be the team member, but not always blaming the team member. And so we encourage you to say, like, 
did a gap, you know, did something happen? Because I know so many brilliant marketers who tried to build an agency and then burned it all down and quit because of the team piece, because it is really hard because you will have marketing campaigns that don't convert. And it's not a matter of like, that's a failure on you. It's what are you going to do to turn that around? And what are you going to do to get it to convert? Because it's not just like, will it convert? It's just win. And so not like, I have to teach my team not to take it personally, because I have such high performers that they will really take it personally and then not like their job anymore if something isn't working. And so it's all just like, it's a process. It's numbers. It's the system. If we trust that and we trust our checklists and we do all all that we have to, like we will accomplish it. And that's like how I've scaled it to this, this level. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is an easy to use platform that helps you build and sell your own courses, memberships, and live stream programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. You can learn more at namastream.com. I have a question for you just about your own life and how you balance this. So you mentioned that you were pregnant and that's what led you into the online space in the beginning. And so how how is motherhood working for you as you're growing this huge empire really in the marketing yeah, space? Yeah, so I have two kids, one and three, which is like crazy amount of work. But I have a lot of support in the house. Like honestly, that is the biggest thing. I always say like you can't you can't do it all, but you can have it all. And I have it all because I have... So my schedule is I have a really awesome morning routine. Like I'm addicted to morning routines. I swear by them like they're the best. And for a long time, I used it as an excuse, my kids, that I couldn't do my morning routine. But I just do it with them. I work out every day. I do kettlebells and they're like right there in the playroom with me. So I have a really great morning routine that starts with quality time with my kids because I've found like they're in the best mood in the morning and I want to see them for a few hours. And so we that's like our time together. We usually go for a walk. I do breakfast with them like and I'm really unplugged during that time. So I have that time. Then at 830, our nanny gets here. I start work at nine and I work until about four. Are my you husband from actually home? Take, yeah, yeah, I work from okay. home, my home mm-hmm. office. Yeah. My husband actually takes over at 2.30. So he's with them for a little bit. And then I work a little bit more. And then I take over. And so from 4 to like bedtime at 7 o'clock, I'm also super unplugged. And so that's the key. And I have a daily, like it sounds spoiled, but I promise you it's like my key to everything. A daily house manager who comes over and she does like laundry and cleaning and everything that moms have oh to do, God. right? A house manager? <laughs> Yeah. House and manager. How did you figure so that out? I for systems? That, like starting a year ago and it changed everything because then it was like, well, when I'm done with work, I could actually play with my Be kids. with the kids. And, have fun yeah. with my kids. and I'm not like making dinner and doing laundry and dishes and then feeling like, man, I never see my kids because I'm always busy or like not paying attention to them. So I've really crafted and set my life up. So it's like I'm either working or I'm a mom and I'm with my kids or sometimes I lack this, but it's self-care. Like I try. That's that's my morning. It's usually with my kids, which is fine for now. They're young and they need me all day. But 
that, and I have an amazing nanny who I feel like they're getting so much great attention and interaction that I don't feel guilty. I'm so happy when I can look out my window in the front yard and see them playing and they're like super happy with their nanny. And then I have this house manager who takes that stress off of me. She helps me prep food. That's my secret to managing it so that I can be present in whatever I'm doing and not overwhelmed or feeling guilty because I'm with my kids, but I'm thinking about work or I'm working, but I have all this house stuff to do and my kids aren't taking care of. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So how many hours a day is the house She's manager like, there? Um, 16 hours a week. And, and that's gone up after we moved because she helps me with food prep. I used to have a chef and a house person and I just got this amazing lady. Like she's amazing and she does all my cleaning and like errands and she hung my whiteboard over here the other day, like little stuff like that, that would just sit because I would only want to focus on work. And I didn't want, you know, when it was time for me to work, I didn't want it to take away from that. So she's like 16 hours. Here's the chicken and egg question. That I, oh, I've always wanted to ask Oprah this, but I'll ask you because you're almost there. Would you like looking back, some people I know, like Jenny and myself, listening to you, like, I need a house manager. But what what do you do first? Do you reach a certain level of income so that you can afford that house manager? Or do you maybe can't quite afford the house manager or the nanny or whatever, so that it allows you to build more to, to work on your business and make more money? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. It's a, yeah, awesome question. And I... <laughs> I mean, it's both. Like, if it was a matter of like, could I support it? Could we pay our bills or not? I wouldn't choose to have the house manager. I didn't hire anyone until my son was like 18 months old. So that's a long time that I was running my business. And my husband and I were like splitting the day in half and like doing everything. And I don't even know how we did it, but we did it. So we definitely went through, you know, I don't really live outside of my means. I'm pretty good with money management. So, like, I believe the first like zero to six figures is hustling and is saving that money and putting it back into the business and, you know, doing all that so that you can grow bigger. And so like, I didn't hire a coach. Like I didn't really do much until I hit like $10,000 a month, really. And then I, then I knew I don't have the skills and the ability to get myself to the next level. And so I started investing. So I think if there's something you can like cut to work it in the budget to even have someone come like two hours a day, like that's amazing. Like I used to have someone who just came two hours a day and, and that's enough to really come and do like basic stuff. And we pay her $20 an hour. Some places you could probably get even less. So it's not like crazy expensive, but it makes such a huge difference. And I do 100% believe it will grow your business. So it's like, can I do this now and still pay my bills and cut back on like, I don't know, shopping or coffee or whatever to be able to afford this, then do it. If the answer is no, I can't yet, then say, okay, when I get to X amount in my business, and this is how I'm going to get there, not just like someday when I get there, but what's the plan? How am I going to get there? When am I going to get there? What am I going to do to get there? Then I'm bringing on this person in my house. So $20 an hour for that house manager. Which is like good. Even less in Canada. I think like she's super happy with that pay. Like I think it's actually high. I used to live in California and we paid the same thing there. And so that was probably a little bit, I was like average. I mean, it's higher than minimum wage. So yeah, that's amazing. Well, you know, part of our argument against hiring in your team too quickly is that you should take the money and hire in the rest of your life so that you can focus on your business rather than outsourcing tasks that you should be doing in your own business first. So I think we're kind yeah, of on the I same mean, page. For about sure. All that. Like I think that people, especially moms, we wait to get out like I definitely was like, Oh, I don't want my son to have a nanny. Like I felt so bad when he was but then I once I realized like this person is just coming to play with him and he's so happy. <laughs> like, why? how could I feel bad about this? Sometimes she does a better job than I no, can, like totally. seven hours a 
my two kids. Like, I think I would go crazy. <laughs> I was during the first I started Domestream when when my daughter was one. And I remember like thinking I was the worst mom in the world because when I would do my first webinars for the first year, I'd be like feeding her lollipops like off screen while I'm trying to like host a webinar. And I was like, this is cre- This is not going to last like this doesn't this is nuts. Like one day she's going to come and like pop up with the candy. <laughs> and like, what are people going to like, what are these yoga teachers going to think of me for like feeding my kid candy while I'm trying to run my business? So yeah, I we have so many moms who use our software who are our clients. And so I think they're going to hearing these stories is super inspirational. Because like just hearing this idea of a house manager just like makes my it's heart beat faster. Like it's the best idea I've ever heard in my life. Working, you know, that idea of like working on your business, working versus working in your business. It's the same thing for your house, right? Yeah. 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 So really yeah, totally. just throwing away oh like we can't, we have to do it all. Yeah. As moms. Yeah. And we can have it all. You can have everything. You can have the perfect life, but you don't have to do, do it, all it all to have that. That's right. Emily, what surprised you about your business? Is there anything that really shocked you as you've grown this? I mean, I think I'm surprised every day that I'm like here <laughs> where I'm at. I mean, like we have clients like Marie Forleo and Mel Robbins on our our client list. And when I started, I mean, I've had lunch with Amy Porterfield. Like that's the first podcast that I listened to to learn, like start learning Facebook ads. And so that's been like, wow, you really can have that big of a business or like dreams. So I really believe that you can have it all. And I think like that my path has shown me that and definitely like surprised me. But then I'm then I realized like it's only just like getting I mean, I'm 24. It's only getting started for me. Like I'm I'm going to go big. And so I think like don't be the thing that stops you from growing and being successful because you can have whatever that is that you want. You can have it like don't just dream it. What's the action plan? What are you going to do to go and achieve it? All right, let's uh, move into our Proust questionnaire, Emily. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and then you just answer first thing off the top of your head. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Being able to be present in the moment and just enjoying life. What is your greatest fear? Probably not being enough. Which living person do you most admire? Man, I don't know. The first thing that comes to my head is my mentor, Alex Sharfin. I don't know if it's most admire, but I definitely really admire him. Which talent would you most like to have? Can it be like, not realistic yeah, talent. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to be able to read minds. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what do you consider your greatest achievement? I think the the lifestyle I have. So not just my business, but being able to provide my kids with the life they have and then being able to still have my company and be present for them. Who are your favorite writers? I'm so bad at names. Well, I'll tell you one of my favorite books I read in the last year. Brene Brown. I read, just read her book. And then The One Thing was one of my favorite books that I read. So Did you I just read The Leadership the the, yeah, 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 so good. Yeah, I just read that really good. What is your motto? You can have it all. There you go. Thank you, Emily. Yeah. Okay, Emily. So if you can share with our listeners a tool to help them hustle and something that well, brings you joy, the house manager idea is the joy yeah. right there. <laughs> I know. I know. But maybe she's got another well, trick up her sleeve. Not like, the house she's manager, then I'd them. say the morning routine. Like, honestly, write down your, write it down what your morning routine is and follow it and it will change like that alone is a game changer especially for moms and it's not an excuse if you have young kids because I do too and my kids are in my bed and I have to sneak out or they just get up with me (laughs) it's different every day but I still do my morning routine every day and the hustle do you have a tool for hustling business like a software tool or anything anything that helps you run your business or 
Yeah. So for me, like daily planning is super important and I keep it really basic, which is just what's my entire to-do list for the day and what's my top three. And that way I'm like, cause my time is everything as a mom. Like I have, I don't even work full eight hour days. So I have such limited time that I need to know if I have, you know, I'm focused and this is what I have to get done today. So do something like that before you start your day every day. Cause if you feel scattered, it just is like super unproductive, close down the notifications and just get your to-do list done. Do you use a particular tool or planner? So we have a, my mentor has a class, like a Momentum Masterclass class. And then he made this planner and it's just like one sheet. I have it here because like, I'm serious. I use it every day. Um, it's just like, what's my intention? What's your to-do list? Top three. And where was I uncomfortable yesterday? So you just fill that out. And so what we actually did was, because he doesn't sell it yet, he probably will, but we printed it out for our whole team and sent it to them because it, it's like... I want them doing it because it'll make them more effective too. Nice. Yeah, sounds perfect. Okay, well, thank you so much, Emily, for your time. This has been so generous of you to share your insight with our audience. And I know they're going to be really excited to learn more about you. So where can folks find you online? Yeah, so you can go check out my website, Hirsch Marketing, H-I-R-S-H. And you can find my podcast. We release the Hirsch Marketing Report. I'm pretty active on social media. And I do share a lot of like mom and business because that's a passion of mine. So you can find all my Instagram, Facebook is where I'm most active on there. Great. We will link to you in our show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. Ready to go from, I really want to build an online business, but don't know where to start to, wow, I've just sold my first digital product. That's exactly what we're going to help you do during our free Become an Online Teacher course. We've created a simple five-day email-based course to teach you everything you need to get started as an online teacher. By the end of the week, you'll have a digital product that's mapped out, priced, and ready to offer your community. Head over to soulful.mba teacher to sign up. It's totally free. Thank you.